These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jake. I'm Jess, and this is episode 22. That's right. We'll be talking all about fear. Fear. Things you're afraid of. Ooh, so scary. Spooky. Just just fearful you'll be. Things that make you feel like a silly little goose. Yeah, like 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 ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> just fearful things. We're talking about all the fears. Yes. I, I'm talking about a lot of them specifically. I'm talking about one specifically, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, for Is now, it theory of fear of serial killers. Are you just going to talk about a serial? I'm killer? I'm not talking about serial killers. I don't always do serial. In fact, I very rarely do serial killers anymore. Not lately. I did one. You did like four. I did one. Four. The tube three. sock killer. That's all I've done. I, anyway, I don't think that's right. Okay. Well, you know what. Maybe the world should stop producing serial killers for me to talk about. Maybe that's the, the main problem, Jessica. You should be looking at the social problem, not just me. Okay? Society is making serial yes. killers is what you're saying. They're, they're putting it out there it's for a, me right. to talk about. It's a systematic issue. I, I agree. Understood. So before we move on, obviously, thank you all so much for listening. We love you. We don't love you, actually, unless you're a patron, in which case we do love you. So. I love you all. But Jacob's love, no. it's conditional. It's conditional. You can, I would say it's hard to earn my love, but it's not. It's only $5 a month to earn my love. That's the cost of like three cans of spam. Is spam that? I feel like spam should be like way less than that. It should be like spam eight, is surprisingly, eight, nine cans it's of spam. It's su- surprisingly expensive. Ugh. Depending on where you are. But so yeah. See, and reasons like that, things like that make me want to say, I hate America. You know, because spam I love America. that you never buy is but the, expensive. But my America, spam should be 25 cents, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I am president, oh, my first decree, mm-hmm. uh, or I don't know, executive order, right? sign it. I'll sign it big, bigger than Trump, because he used to like throw his whole arm into it. He got really wristy? Yeah. No, I'm going to sign even bigger. My whole body's going into that signature. <laughs> spam should be no more than 25 cents a can. <laughs> They'll frame it and put it in museums. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying? I'll pass out all the pens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Well, tonight we are drinking Corona Extra with some limes inside. That's what yes. we drank last time. Yes. Very simple cocktail. Really good. Beer, not a cocktail. Uh, very simple, but it's so good. I like it a lot. And if you drink Corona without a lime... It's okay, but that lime really does make the difference. Um, shots, we had shots of the wonderful, uh, not wonderful, I didn't like it that much, Ka. I liked it. Tequila Reposado. Um, I think it's because, you know, they, they, they put them in those oak barrels and they, you know, they tried to be unique and they were. Right. They were unique in that, but it just wasn't good. Well, this was our first time giving it a try. 
the Ka, K-A-H, Authentic Mexican Quality Tequila Reposado. It was aged for more than two months in American oak casks. Two months. That's what it says. Premium craftsmanship. And mm. I approve. I enjoyed it. It's all right. Um, but you said it was aged for two months. Almost. And that brings me oh, in. More than two months. That brings me into my update. Oh. I got something that has been aged for right about two months now. Okay. That's a baby. That's right. What? Jacob's going to be a daddy. What? <laughs> yes, my wife is pregnant. Uh, she is, as of this recording, a little over seven weeks. Uh, we got a little raspberry. That's what they're uh, calling it. So a little, little raspberry. They're raspberry sized. Uh-huh. That's so uh -huh. nice. Uh, we will find out the the gender of the baby, I think in three weeks or something like that. Okay. And then Danny wants to do like a gender reveal thing. So I thought maybe it'd be fun if you did like, you know, you were, you were going to record it for us or something, but really you were going live <laughs> on like three shots in. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Danny. Okay. She doesn't <laughs> listen anyway. No, she doesn't. It's fine. Neither does Terry. Um, uh, but yeah, that was my update. It's a pretty big update. Yes. And that is something we've been aware of for uh, several weeks now. Yes. Um, it has been very exciting news. Very difficult to tell you all, not to tell you all, I should yes. say. It's been difficult to keep it a secret because I've been so excited to be an auntie. You will. This is your first niece or nephew. My very first. So, yes, very, very exciting. I have some updates of my own. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, YouTube. We've been talking about it for a while. And by that, I mean several years. But very recently, we've been talking <laughs> about it <laughs> like we're already on there. And... That's all on me. I am editing these YouTube video podcasts. What I was are you leaning in doing right now? to like grab another beer. Did you not realize you were in my shot? I'm totally <laughs> just blocking everything that you're doing. That's okay. You guys can all see the thickness and or thinness of Jacob's scalp. His I, hair. Oh, what the fuck? What? Rude. I'm just saying they can inspect it. I've been under a lot of stress, Jessica. <laughs> Stop. You're getting that father baldness. Yeah. Dude, honestly, like, I'm I am growing into such an amazing father, you know? Wow. I have all the dad material about me. I get home and I drink beer. Right. Um, we sit down to, like, watch a TV show and I fall asleep on my chair. Mm-hmm. Cause I have a little chair mm -hmm. in the living room and I just, I sit down the and dad I'm, just, chair. I'm just asleep. Right. You know? And then I wake up, you know, and I will go and like clean up the mess that Danny inevitably made. And then I'm just so sleepy. I got to go to bed. You're just so sleepy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wake up in the morning and I go to work. Right. Do it all again. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, that's exactly what you want in a father. I think that's what TV has shown me at least. The television. It does imply that that's true. Yeah. Well, you sound ready to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But you too. Um, we've been talking about it like it's up there. Uh, there's just a lot I wanted to do. You know, you watch YouTube videos and you see these silly little like animations and colorful little like, you know, shit they throw into the the videos there. And uh, I really liked those. And I thought that would be easy to do. Not so much for me, probably just because these episodes are so long. So I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to put these out. Not exactly the way that I wanted, but they will be out Stay tuned for those. They will be out soon. Um, but that is the reason they haven't been up thus far. Now, I think we got a button for that. Yay! You thought it was the bad one, didn't you? No. We have one that goes... Wah, wah, wah. I think that's this one. 
Oh my That's God. That's scary one. It wasn't that one. What? Oh. The green one. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was insensitive. That was insensitive. The one above the blue. See, I knew the yellow button was a happy button. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Good job. I'm proud. Happy. Thanks. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, of all the Jacob, hard work that I've put in. As a, as a new soon-to-be father. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and spin the wheel? You know what? I love that idea. I'm going to do it. Good, solid, masculine spin. Thank you. One to make your future child proud. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, Jessica, we got Would You Rather mm. Fear Edition. Mm. So I think this could be anyone's fear or you could like explicitly target me okay. in fear. Well, let's warm up. Okay. Would you rather be buried alive or burned at the stake? Wow. Um, fuck. You know, in one hand, it's over quickly, but painfully. <laughs> <laughs> in the other hand, I have days of torment. Um, hmm. It's just the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say buried alive. Buried alive. Why is yeah. that? And I think that's because. Because you would just fall asleep like the future dad you are. Yeah. I think, I think either I would just fall asleep and be dead. Uh-huh. Um, or um, I could, you know, just like slip my wrist a little bit and just bleed out in that With box. With like what? My fingers. Okay. You know? I mean... I think that'd be pretty painful, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know that it'd be as painful as burning alive, you know what? but... I think, I think I'm still going to stick with it, though. Maybe we don't slip my wrists anymore, but perhaps yeah, I just I'd, get buried alive. I would do the same. I'd do buried alive. I I mean, obviously, either one of those would be awful. Yeah, but but I don't want to be burned. I don't want people to hear me, hear me scream, you know? Mm, I don't mm-hmm. want them to, like, watch me die and think, wow, he's weak, even though there's, like, a thousand degrees roasting me. Mm-hmm. from the outside. Right. That's not nice. Um, but yeah, we're going to go with buried alive. Uh, okay. So for you, would you rather, uh, free swim above the Marianas trench? Ew. Okay. Okay. For five minutes. Gross. Or would you rather live in a, uh, like boathouse that's parked right above the Marianas Trench for seven days. Boathouse. You choose seven the boathouse? Yep. For seven Did days? Did you say butthouse? I didn't say butthouse. You said butthouse? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking about buds? <laughs> I think it's just, you know, I've been around my children for a while. So for you a would, long, long time now. You would choose to, to be in a boathouse. So not a big one, a small one. And let's just say in this instance, we'll guarantee there's no storm that's going to fucking like capsize your boat. Sure. Right. You might get a little big wave here Mm -hmm. and there, but otherwise you're fine. Just a little one. A little big one though. Yeah. Um, but you choose that over just a quick five minute free swim. Yep. Okay. Because in the house, I'm in a house. Yeah. But what if there's a big monster in the ocean? It's going to ignore my house. It ignores all the boats. I choose the butt house. Okay. I think I would just free swim for five minutes. No, thanks. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. But like five minutes, the chances that something is going to come by and eat me in five minutes are slim to none. Yeah, no, I have no problems. If I'm in a boat, I'm okay. 
I could get used to that. No big deal. I'm not going to be in the deep ocean for five minutes. I don't want to do that. Really? I understand that seven days is like a fuck ton longer than five minutes, but I'm in a boat and I don't have to actually physically be in the water. And so it's worth it to me. But at the same time, one of my bucket list things I want to do before I kick the bucket is like scuba dive. No, is to be in a shark cage. Ugh. I want to do that. Hard pass. I really want to do it, actually. Me I and Terry like already talked about it. At some point, we're going to make a trip down to Australia and do it there. Oh, uh, you can do it in Australia. That's mm-hmm. probably safer than in Mexico. Because I feel like in Mexico, Maybe. anyone can just buy a shark cage and become a shark cage company. You know? I don't know. Maybe. I really don't know how it works. Because in my like mind, that. for me, the cage, you're surrounded by metal. And so I feel okay. Because that's the thing about open water for me is that you can literally be attacked from any angle at all. Not I mean, usually if you're from the, the bottom. If you're on the surface, it's not necessarily above you. Yeah, but usually from beneath you. Yeah. And usually you cannot see what it is mm-hmm. until it is about thirty inches away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Boop. There it is. Womp. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, I think. I would, I should think that, um, you understand me better now since over the course of the last couple of weeks, I've been overloading your Instagram. You have been trying to give me your phobia <laughs> <laughs> with the lassophobia yeah. reels and stuff. And it's, it's made me feel uneasy. That's for sure. They are crazy ones. There was that one but, that there was no shark involved in one of them. It was like this, like weird riptide that took the <gasps> scuba diver oh God, into yeah. the darkness. Oh yeah. I don't it. like that. Hate it. Hate it. Mm-mm. I did see a few like the lassophobe things when I was trying to research for this episode. Um, and one, there was like a dude like, like petting a shark as it was like swimming around him. But like behind him was like in the distance was just like this. You didn't really think twice about it. It was just a dark object, Uh huh. but you know, it was so far away, but it's like slowly getting bigger <laughs> as it's coming up. And then the, it, it cuts away because the person then notices it. It's like, <gasps> and like, I guess the camera turned off or whatever. Because it probably was nothing. Yeah. But that's what's like terrifying to me about that, like in the ocean and shit, is that everything just looks like a shadow. And that's if you notice mm-hmm. that shadow because it's usually so faint. Disgusting. Mm. Yeah. And I'm going to be talking about some of that today. Okay, uh, this is a more fun one. Okay. Would you rather stay in the hotel from The Shining? Cool. Or in Dracula's castle? <gasps> oh, I don't know. Because a lot of people would be too scared to do either. I'm not scared to do either. I wish I could choose both. Probably Dracula's castle. In Transylvania. Does that exist anymore? I don't think it does. No, now it's something else. It's, an, it's a different country. Like Romania, maybe? Uh, something like that. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't study geography. I don't know. It's don't fine. Don't come at me. <laughs> it's fine. I just know Lyle's watching this. <laughs> like, you fucking idiot. It's Durkistan or something. <laughs> so angry at me for not knowing something. Listen, I don't live there and I've never been there. It's not that important to me what it's called. Also, when was the last time you whipped out a map and was like, let's see what Eastern Europe's up to? <laughs> and he's zooming. <laughs> Like literally, I I would almost put my entire savings account down right now, 
that if it wasn't for the whole like Russia Ukraine shit going on, no one would even know where Ukraine was on a map. A lot of people, I bet. You know, like Listen, I did before all this got started. Obviously. I know some shit. <laughs> I don't know all of it. I'm going to crack open this now. No one who listens to this podcast lives in Belarus. Probably. Unless they have a VPN well, that makes it look like they're from the odds some that they live place. in the city of Belarus is slim. <laughs> city state. Remember? Look, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> and I don't care if Belarus thinks it's no, a country. It is a country. It's not I a country. I said city state because that's what I thought it was. It's not a country. It's a city. <laughs> Are you trying to get that little wedge in that tight hole? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, fear edition. Would you rather fear edition? Yeah. Definitely Dracula's castle. Okay. Um, I just, I think it'd be a lot cooler. There's so much more history and I've always wanted to stay the night in the castle. Overlook hotel. That's what it was called. Overlook hotel is, I don't, that's what it was called in the movie. I don't think that's what it's actually called. No, but apparently that hotel is also supposed to be haunted. I, I heard some stuff about that. I tried looking up uh, stories about that for an episode at one point. That just isn't a whole lot. It's a lot of like very big stuff. Yeah. You get more stories out of like the queen Mary and I've been there. I don't see shit. Uh, yeah. People are also scared of it or whatever. I don't think I buy into it. I thought it was cool. It's a nice, you know, really big ship. They have yeah. a really cool 4th of July show. That's what I was there for. Okay. We do um, got to go to some haunted places. We super do. There are a whole bunch of them. There's like a goat man bridge or something nearby. Oh, <laughs> uh, does that not sound appealing to nope. you? But nope. it's really close though. So like, we'll do it. I know, but we that are. doesn't sound good to but me. We're going to do it though. Like your goat man story disgusted me. I hated that the goat story man. probably wasn't real. I don't give a shit. That was so <laughs> gross. And which is why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today. Cause it's kind of similar and just fucking disgusting. I think you told me, but I won't give it away. I mean, it's fine, right? They're listening. Was I'm, skin, I'm, I'm skin, talking about skinwalkers. Skinwalkers, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Hate it. Disgusting. Some of the creepiest stories I've ever heard. Yeah. Real or not. They're just so creepy. Yeah. Don't like them. Mm-mm. Um, shit. We spend a lot of time talking about these things. We need- We're going to have uh, to- One each. Okay. Um, and make it hurt. I have something absolutely awful, and I'm really sorry that I thought of it. Whoa. Okay. Go. Okay. Allow um, a spider egg sac to burst in your mouth or allow um, some kind of like parasite to lay eggs in your foot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's the spider one for me. Foot. I can cut it off. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay. I only use it to walk around, right? For nothing else. And you don't need those anymore. You know? Uh-huh. Don't need them anymore. You I, know, maybe a, I do the foot one too. Get a prosthetic. Because the, the, all I said was you have to let it lay eggs in your foot. As soon as you dip your foot in like bleach or something, you're good. I hated that. I'm sorry. And I hate you. I'm really sorry. Okay. Um, would you rather watch certified terrible snuff films for five hours Ew. or watch one 
movie that you know is going to be gruesome, uh-huh. but your brother already bought it for you for your birthday and you own it? Which one? Hypothetically, the second one. Okay. The movie that's gruesome but not real that my brother already bought me hypothetically. Yeah. I'd hypothetically watch that. Okay. That's good to know. Maybe that should be a thing, Jessica. I don't know what you're implying. We should watch it. What? I don't remember what it was called. It's been so long now. It's, that was like fucking eight months ago now. Are you sure you even bought it? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. You sure about that? Are you sure about that? I'm positive, bitch. (laughs) I know I bought it. I know you have it. Haven't seen it in such a long time. Where did you put it? (gasps) I forgot when you, sorry, when we reorganized (laughs) the the studio, you could have done anything with it and I wouldn't know. I have no idea where it is. Where is it? It's lost. Come on. It had weird redneck cannibal cannibal zombie titties on the back. I know, but it had like, it looked like really gory sex stuff was in store. Cause they got really like porny sounding, but so, there was like body parts everywhere. And from what, from my interpretation, from reading about it and watching the trailer for it, it comes off like a Hills have eyes slash wrong turn. Yeah. Was written and directed by the people that made terrifier. So three movies I didn't like. Yeah. Were all all came together and had a little menage a trois uh-huh. to create a movie baby that I will like even less. Probably. Mm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. We got to watch it. If we can find it. We, oh my God. It is Memorial day tomorrow. I have no idea where it is. Perfect day for a horror movie. If only I knew where it had gone. By the way, we got to watch evil dead. Okay. Well then whatever you all heard it here. Jessica wants to be a pussy. She took the third option. What's the third option? Pussy. Bitch. No, it isn't. And death by Paul Giamatti penis gargling. No. Yep. <laughs> yep. You just, that's what you wanted. You want to choke Sorry. on his ginger pubes. Sorry. I don't make the rules, Jess. You just did. I don't make the rules. That wasn't a third option. It's mm. would you rather, and it's one of two options. You gave me the option, and hypothetically, I chose this hypothetical movie I would hypothetically watch. And you're going to hypothetically suffocate on Paul Giamatti's nuts. I didn't choose that. So he's no, gonna, I won't. He's going to fill his nuts into your mouth. Fill them? You mean empty? Yeah, bush and all. Uh. And you're going to suffocate. Because your nose holes are going to be covered. By his pubes. Yep. His ginger bush mm-hmm. is going to block my nasal passages and my esophagus is what you're saying. Yep. Cool. You're going to suffocate. <laughs> No, I'm not because I didn't choose that. That's not how the game works. I'm and so- you aren't I'm allowed sorry. to cheat. Nope. It's Mm-mm. cheater. Them's the rules, Jess. Sorry. Anyway, you're up first. So that's true. Go for it. I um, will. So what are you talking about for fear? For fear. I, of course, thought of phobias. There right. are many. We just discussed one, one that is mine that I have. Right. That I uh, suffer from. Thalassophobia. Yes. That's the fear of the deep, dark waters. Yes, it is. Not even deep, dark. The ocean. No, because it, it extends to like like crocodiles and lakes and swamps. It's murky water, but it tends to be a lot of water, not just like a dirty pond. You know what I mean? Okay. It doesn't really extend to that. So like Mine cre- doesn't. So and like the, the definition said ocean. So thalassophobes could, in theory, watch Creature of the Black Lagoon and feel nothing. I did watch Creature from the Black Lagoon and felt nothing. Well, that's because it was done a long time ago. Also, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, 
This looks really good in that suit. That's all I'm saying. You would fuck the creature in the black lagoon? If I was single, We got him maybe. up there. He's right back there. He's Bring standing, him over here. He's standing over here. in front of the flamingo. Grab him. Grab him real quick. So like I said, we're going to talk about phobias. And uh, the first of which will be taphophobia. Taffa? Taphophobia. Okay. That is the fear of being buried alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I have an example. That's how this is going to go. I'm going to name a phobia and then give you a story example of that phobia. So that if you don't have this phobia, hopefully you do now. And if you do, um, we can just all share in the feeling of dread that these phobias make us feel. I love that. You should write that down. Share in the feeling of dread? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's share the dread. Yeah, there's like a whole novel series you can write about that. Probably. Okay. Summer of 1915. We're in South Carolina. 30-year-old Essie Dunbar suffers an attack of the epilepsy kind. She falls to the floor. She stops breathing. Her family freaks out. They call Dr. D.K. Briggs from Blackville to examine her. This is a sci-fi movie. No. No. It's not. It's a real story. This really happened. Dr. Briggs is real? Dr. Briggs. Okay. From Blackville. Dr. Briggs declares her dead, and her family, they set about making funeral arrangements. Apparently back in this time, go figure, science, it just was not what it was now. Funeral preparations had to be done very quickly. So that the body didn't rot. Yeah, they decompose a lot faster, you know, when... You don't have what we have, yeah. you know, today. They get a little stinky. They get a little, little musty. So the family wanted to bury her ASAP, but Essie's sister, who she was very close with, lived out of town. So her family schedules the funeral for the next day to give Essie's sister enough time to get there, be present for the funeral. However, morning rolls around. Essie's sister still hasn't arrived. So they begin the funeral without her. They put Essie in a wooden coffin. The ceremony ceremony begins, and it's led by three preachers. They hoped that, because there were three instead of one, the ceremony would go long enough that Essie's sister could make it in time. Okay. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. But it was not the case. She did not make it. Finally, cannot hold off any longer. They bury Essie, lower her into her grave. She's covered with dirt. And only a few minutes after... Filling her grave is done, Essie's sister finally arrives. Okay. And she must have been either so pissed or so absolutely heartbroken. She requests that they dig Essie back up for her. She says she wants to see her sister one last time. Please bring her back out so I can see her before she's gone forever. The preachers agree, all three of them. Everything gets dug up. They pull the coffin out, unscrew the lid, and as they open it, Essie sits up and she's fine. Whoa. Mm-hmm. The preachers jump back in shock, end up falling into her grave. They go into a panic. They struggle to get out. One of them was really short, so he got trampled. <laughs> he broke like three ribs. Yeah. So uh, people really freaked out. But as it turned out, her epileptic attack slowed her breathing and her heart rate down so much that the doctor, Briggs. Dr. Briggs. Dr. Briggs did not recognize it and pronounced her dead. And she did not wake up until that time when her sister arrived. Wow. So they had her coffin sitting out for quite a while. She didn't wake up during that time. And if Uh, Essie's sister hadn't arrived when she did, she would have been buried. So I know that was a legitimate thing back in the day. People Mm -hmm. were so scared of it that they'd be pronounced dead and buried because you're right, it would happen like that. Like 
you were buried, I mean, within hours of you dying. Right. Like, it was so fast that they would, people would pay extra money to have a system put in that was essentially in their coffin was a, a ring attached to a string. And if you follow that string all the way up, there was a bell on mm-hmm. the top of the, of the, like, tombstone or next to the tombstone or whatever. Right. So that way, if you weren't dead, you could ring the bell. Someone would hear it and come and dig you out so that you didn't die in a coffin. Uh huh. I probably mentioned this already. That was the very first episode of Lore. I yes. Uh, well, all right. Essie, by the way, she went on to live like another 47 years. Oh, wow. And ironically, she outlived Dr. D.K. Briggs. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. We move on to claustrophobia. I'm sure you're okay. familiar. It is the fear tight of tight spaces. spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't really have that. I get it. I don't really have that either. Like I can, I, Im- I can it. imagine how that could easily develop if you're in, if you're buried alive. Right. I imagine you will have claustrophobia afterwards. Let me give you a situation. I don't know how people have that just early on, you know? I'm going to read you this story example, and then you and I are going to watch a little video. Oh, fun. And um, maybe it awakens something in you. It will. Phobia wise. Okay. In Nebraska, 2021, a man named Tony Liu and two of his friends nearly drowned on a Saturday Ooh. night in neck-high floodwaters as it filled the elevator they had just become stuck in. Oh. Yes. They were in an apartment building, and uh, Tony got video of most of it. Tony and his friends wanted to go outside to get a look at the damage being done by this ongoing storm that involved like hail and flash floods. They ended up stuck in the elevator on the ground floor, just as water rushed in from the lobby. Tony says, once it got to my stomach, we kind of figured, okay, this is real. Sure. Seems a little delayed to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says it was like something out of a movie. Uh, he was able to record, like I said, um, himself and his friends fighting to stay above water uh, it shows him vaping in the elevator just nice. as it jolts and water rushes in from below and from the closed doors. They managed to pry the door open, luckily, before first responders got there because they did still have cell service. They were able to call 911. But it was during a pretty crazy storm, so the response was not immediate. Yeah, pretty delayed, I imagine. Mm-hmm. They were able to pry the doors open and escape uh, just before being fully submerged. I do have that video. I also have one I mean- more. Wouldn't you just bust open that like elevator doors aren't impossible to pry open with your fingers? I don't know, but that's just it. Like it was a Saturday night. Maybe they were getting high or something and they just, it just didn't hit them until right when it would got like super fucking serious that they need to do something or they're going to die. Like maybe yeah. they, or, you know, and I guess I've never really looked up in an elevator, but don't, aren't they supposed to have like doors on top? I don't know. I guess I've never paid attention like they do in movies, but I've never actually looked myself. We got to call Bruce Willis. Figure this out. Mm-hmm. He probably won't remember. Oh. I didn't mean that to be mean. Damn, he's dying. I'm, and you said that? I'm sorry. That's a terrible thing. I'm you not know, trying to make a joke. You know the Willis family listens. They don't. But they could. They never will. They won't now. <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can get this video up. Oh, look at that. I can. All right, let's see. See what you got there. Let's see it. Let's see what you got. Okay. Um, the sound isn't on. Do you want me to turn it up? Like, will it matter? Do we need Should to, I connect I it to, to the roadcaster? I don't think we need sound. Okay. We don't need sound. Well, here you go. 
So that is the footage they got outside the apartment building. Then yeah. they went back into the elevator to head back up to the apartment. Okay. That's a lot of water. Yes. Oh, shit. It's up to their necks. Yep. That is high up. He's standing on the railing on the side. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's no good. Whoopsies. That is no good. And then I have one more video for you. Uh, I showed this video to Terry. I found it when I was looking for examples of claustrophobia. Okay. Terry took a look at it and he said, yeah, I did that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Fucking excuse me. Just take a look. Oh. Okay. Oh. Go ahead and. Describe what you're watching. So a man, presumably a soldier, is laying down underneath water, maybe, with his rifle and, like, I mean, just squeezing through, like, a pipe? Yeah. Like a, like a Mario and <laughs> Luigi pipe. He is just, like, forcing his way into it. A pipe that is basically full of water. There's like dirty a water, little, like, muddy like water. dirty brackish water with a little space at the top for him to breathe. I watched that and I was like, ew, what the fuck? Terry was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And apparently it's Marine Corps boot camp. That's just, you know, what they do before they're officially yeah. let into the fleet. But it's because if you have, if you're, if you're sane, insane mind, right. Mm. And you look at that and you say, Mm-mm, no then they know you're not going to be a good Marine, which is why they have to break you down to a shell of a human. Where you feel nothing and you don't question. Who even, wouldn't think twice about that. Even, they were told to, so they're going to do it. <laughs> even the most ridiculous requests. Yes. Dang. Crazy. He was like, yeah, every single one of them had to do that. Yeah. That's why the United States military is so fucking crazy, Jessica. Yeah. That's why we are feared by all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, we're going to move on to one I bet you've never heard of. At least you've never heard the official name. Okay. Petiophobia. Petiophobia. Petio. Petio. With a D. With a, oh, a D? Mm-hmm. Was it a fear of feet? No. No. I see. I thought, knowing you, I thought you were going to say fear of pedophiles. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's fear of dolls. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And, Didn't you uh, have a fear of dolls? Yeah. Because didn't you watch that movie? I was or four like, years was it a, old. Was it Goosebumps? No, uh-uh, I was four. And uh, mom decided that the very first scary movie I would ever watch in my whole life would be at three in the morning. And it would be the movie Dolls, which is a horror film for adults, not children. Yeah. Well, the very first horror movie I ever saw was The Exorcist. So. <laughs> <laughs> you poor baby. No wonder you have so many problems. Yes. <laughs> so Twilight fans. This oh, one's for you. That's everybody. You just you just named everybody in this world. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, anyway, you will all recall that the series, book and film, ended with super old vampire Edward having a baby with barely legal Bella. Oh, mm-hmm. In the Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 1, the baby Renesmee. She's portrayed by questionably strange, uncanny valley-like CGI in the movie. I don't remember. Okay. Well, she was. It was very weird. Strange choices. Um, But before that, there was an even stranger choice made. Little baby Renesmee was represented by an animatronic doll. 
Ew. With realistic eyes and individually controlled chubby baby fingers. Why? I don't know. Why did they do that? I don't know what made them decide to do it. But once it was done and they'd already filmed, they decided it was too weird and the CGI was the better option. That's a whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. I bet they spent so much fucking money. Everything else in the movie is CGI. Why not a fucking baby? I have pictures here for you. What the shit, dude? It looks like they put a chubby baby mouth on a fully matured dwarf woman. Oh, no. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, no. That is, that, is that a real shot from the movie? Yes. Oh, God. Sorry. What the fuck? Isn't it gross? She looks like a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> so what they were oh trying to God. do is they were like, no, she's a special little baby. She's half vampire. So she ages quickly. But that just, it just made them make some very weird decisions based off of deciding how she was going to look. Well, anyway... Um, Breaking Dawn was released in 2011. Yeah, So, time, and having been made by very poor quality materials when the movie was being filmed, have caused what people are now calling Chuck Esme (laughs) um, to decay quickly and severely, despite being enclosed in a display case in the Twilight Museum. Yeah, employees report they often find her in strange positions despite no one ever being present to move her. And... Here's what she looks like today. Yeah, I saw it. For you? Awesome. Did you get a good look at that one? Chuck Esme. <laughs> oh, look at her fat little face, dude. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to put these pictures on social media so you guys can get a look God, at see, seeing shit like that, like, brings up, like, one of my worst fears. Which was? That I'm going to have, that I'm going to have an ugly baby. That's a fear? Yes. Your baby's going to be fine. Jacob, you were born questionable no, looking. Look, I'm not talking about right away, right? I was ugly as shit until about a year, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then something changed and I ripened and I was just this cute ass little baby now. All but babies are beautiful. No, they that are. is that is a fucking lie. That is propaganda Babies right there. are cute. A lot of babies are ugly as shit. <laughs> and I, do, I don't care if they're ugly as shit then. It's just like, what if my kid's ugly, you know? Like, what if I see my kid and I'm like, oh, going to have a rough time getting a prom date, you know? <laughs> you can't know that that early. But no, when I'm they just come saying, out, they're like weird, fleshy puppets. If, they, if my child looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you are not going to be able to get a prom date. Well, when Ryan was born, he looked like a weird, swollen, purple version of Kermit the Frog. He was long and lanky, but weird and fleshy baby looking like it was, he was a strange looking baby for a while there. He was. I've been sitting here Uh huh. trying to think of a Kermit the Frog voice and like <laughs> try so that I could say something really creepy about like something Ryan would say as a baby or think as a baby. Yeah. You're like, like oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> is that your best Kermit the Frog? Can I uh, get some, uh. Hey, uh, could I, uh, get a, get some, uh, get some titty juice. <laughs> okay. Well, good try. Good try. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be good, Jessica. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. You did a good job anyway, though. Thank you. Next. Um, we're going to talk about nyctophobia. Yes, it is the fear of the dark. Okay. It's spelled N-Y-C-T-O phobia. Nyctophobia. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of it. 
called that before. Obviously, everyone knows about being afraid of the dark. I didn't know that's what it was called. But here is the story example. And um, it's a nice little segue into the very last phobia I'm going to talk about, which is thalassophobia. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's from someone's perspective. They tell a story told to them by their father. Here we go. Dad used to be an abalone diver as a young man in Victoria. Money by the bag, if you wanted it enough. Though half the guys that do it act like they're on cocaine most of the time from all the nitrogen in their blood. Love that. So it's a dangerous game. You can really only play for so long. There's one story he told me once. And only when he got drunk, it was his 50th birthday, about an encounter he had whilst diving with a mate. Ah, a foreigner. Mm. Okay. The water down that part of Australia is thick and black and cold. The kelp is so thick that some people get lost in it, get their breather hoses tangled. Yikes. More often than you'd think, they just disappear. Anyway, he's diving off of a shelf face at about 90 meters deep. It's completely black. He said you would just pull yourself along, pull yourself along the face, grabbing abalone by feel. Abalone, by the way. Oh, what the fuck is an abalone? It's a specific kind of shell. And it's that like kind of rainbowy, silvery material they make into jewelry. And they put it on like the faces of like antique jewelry boxes and stuff. Okay. I can so show you pictures valuable. later on. Yes, it's valuable. Okay. Anyway, so he's moving along feeling for these shells because that's the only way he can find them. It's too dark to see. No flashlights around? They make underwater flashlights. That's not what he's using. The pressure is enormous. And there are great whites swimming around with their mouths ah. with their mouths open, and they regularly attack divers or they cut air hoses, which by the time you realize one's close by, you're dead. So he's making his way along this shelf. He's collecting, and then he feels a nudge on his back. His mate and him always worked in close tandem, so he just assumed it was him, reached out to pull him closer. But as soon as his hand touched it, it smashed into him, pushed him out of the way, And its tail, big, great white tail, wrapped around the air hose, which ripped off the connector to dad's mask. So he immediately got his little pen light, which he kept on his dive belt for checking cuts, which were bad to get when there's Noah's around. I assume that's Australian slang for great white shark. He sees the end of the hose a few meters away, spewing bubbles. The thing that gives me the chills is the way he described that in the inky darkness 90 meters deep down, he could see nothing but the reflection of the bubbles from the hose and the dark, lifeless eyes of the great white behind it. That's it. I didn't like that. He said his father absolutely never went diving ever again. Why are they so close to a wall? I don't know. The sharks can't see either, right? I don't know. I figured they could see better. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, no. Not a fan. Not a fan of that. Mm-mm. And now we're going to talk about more stuff like that. Because <laughs> now it's the lassophobia time. Fear of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Let's Thanks. try that one more time. Take two. That was actually like a burp that like chokes <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love those? They're no. always so they're always so incredibly timed. Mm-hmm. 
Our first thalassophobia story example. I have family who sailed around the world. One day in the North Atlantic, their sailboat was going over some gigantic swells. But they didn't break at the top, so it was safe enough. But the boat was rising and falling way beyond the neutral, so it's crazy high swells down to crazy low swells. At the bottom of a trough, a low swell, my uncle looked up to see the sun behind a wave and the silhouette of a whale inside <gasps> above him. Whoa. Wild, right? Coming down on you? A fucking whale? If the water shifts any crazy way, yeah, that whale is slamming on top of the boat. Mmm. Ugh. I hated that one. Okay. I mean, that wasn't so bad, but... But just the image. Like, the mental imagery of that. Gross. Yeah. Next. A tentacle came up out of the water and hit the side of the craft. Nope, I'm done. Once, twice, three times, biggest fucking tentacle I'd ever seen in my life, at least 20 feet long. Mm -mm. Just thwack, thwack, thwack. And then it was gone. No time to react or do anything. Just me on the deck thinking, what the fuck? And then standing perfectly still for five minutes, wondering if what I had just seen or thought I saw was real. If it was, whether that thing was going to come back. A mixture of terror and disbelief that this boggled me into this paralysis. I raised sails. I got the fuck out of there right quick. Uh, once I finally came to my senses, but holy hell, that's one story I don't tell anyone in real life ever because it's, it's too unbelievable. Even as a fish story, no one would pretend to buy it. So what was it? I don't know. I don't really want to know. I just don't want it to ever happen again. Nope. I, that's, that's just, I hate that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Ew. That's gross. All right. Next. The sea is a vast and seemingly empty place. Many fail to grasp this when asking questions like, how can you just lose an airplane in the ocean? Anyway, I found myself on my ship somewhere in the vast expanses of the South Pacific Ocean. We'd been cautiously avoiding big storms, which I knew to be all around us just out further than the eye could see, although our local ocean area was calm and peaceful. I was on watch when I noticed something out there in the distance, just bobbing along. I'd never seen it before, especially not this far from land. As I got closer, I identified what was clearly a makeshift raft made from lashed together bamboo with a snapped mast and an empty cooler moored to the deck, so tied down. Upon this raft, not a soul. The chances of coming across a raft to begin with are small enough in this part of the ocean. We're way out there. Thinking about the person who'd sailed this raft, why they sailed, what happened to them, that's what creeps me out. Yeah, they're dead. They dead. They're gone. Mm -hmm. We only got three more, and they're shorties. Okay. Here we go. I was working on a car carrier four years ago in the Middle East. Our typical route went through pirate waters. Um, and so we always picked up four ex-Marines as security in Aqaba, Jordan, before we went. Nice. One night, while we were going through pirate waters off of Yemen, we started to have problems with our main engine, so we stopped. Had to drift for a bit to figure out what the problem was. During this time, I was working on the stern. That's the back end of the vessel. 
I couldn't really see anything out in the ocean. Everything was dimly lit on the ship. And I really don't know why I did it, but I got bored, so I turned the spotlight on. And there he was. This guy. With a gun. In a rusted little boat. Staring me down. About 15 feet from the ship. I just stared back at him, kind of stunned. I was afraid if I reached for the radio to call one of the Marines, he'd shoot me. The Marines obviously had weapons. He'd probably know that. So he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he sort of gave me a nod, like he was telling me, well played. I nodded back. Then he slowly rowed his boat back off into the deep, pitch-black night. I didn't know how many others there were. I did call it in the radio, though. I just waited until I lost sight of him to do it first. Oh. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's just the finding a face when you didn't expect to find anything at all. Yeah, I would hate that. Gross. I probably would have shit right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> just dropped big old shit. Ew. Um, yucky. Next. My uncle runs a charter fishing boat. He loves telling the story about he was out about how uh, he was out in the ocean on his boat at night, and there was this beautiful woman floating around in a raft, unconscious. He and my cousin pulled her aboard. She began to regain consciousness, and she was very drunk. Apparently, she ended up being... She had she had been on a party boat earlier, and I guess everyone just thought she was really annoying. So they put her on the raft and sent her off after she passed out. Whoa. That's murder. <laughs> I mean... That's yeah. what murder is. But was it over international waters? I don't know. Because can you still be tried for that? I have no idea. I don't know how I don't know how law works when it comes to that type of shit. That's fucked up, dude. There's no way that's real. There's no way that's what. I have happened. no idea. I don't know. Fuck. Can you imagine? Maybe. I mean, she was also drunk. Can like, you imagine? Maybe she untied the raft and fell asleep in it after partying it, it and having away. a great time. Only to find out that everyone hated you and tried to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something that would Yikes. happen in It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Last one. I was sailing a small sunfish around an island near Florida in shallow water. As I cruised along, suddenly a large section of water directly in front of my bow exploded with a large splash. Immediately afterward, my boat rammed into something under the surface and came to it a complete stop. Ah. I first thought, I've hit a reef. Yep. But suddenly the entire boat lifted up and spun around 90 degrees, almost dumping me into the water. Then there was another big splash and I saw something zoom away, leaving a huge wake behind it. And I was just left there, freaked out and shaking. Then I thought to myself, I must have hit a big dolphin or a manatee. <laughs> Lots of dolphins around here, so I finished my sail and went home. When I got to the beach, I pulled up the center board and found a nice surprise. A two-inch chunk had been completely bitten out of the bottom. You could clearly see the marks of three large teeth. Uh, I'm really happy I didn't fall out of my boat that day. Yeah, that was probably like a giant squid or some shit. Something fucking medieval and awful. You ever read about giant squid stories? Stories? Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. No. I just hear about people seeing them. I don't think I've ever seen well, an technically, encounter. Technically, I don't think we even knew that they for sure existed. 
mm-hmm. until like a few years ago was like absolutely confirmed. Before then, it was just stories, dude. Like building sized squid. Mm-hmm. Like their arms are longer than ships squid. Yeah. Um, you Do you listen to Joe Rogan every now and then? Uh, not really. I see clips here and there. Okay, same. I happened to see one. I don't remember what his job was. It was some guy who works like on the ocean floor. Like those, those oil rig mechanic yeah. type guys. You couldn't pay me enough. I don't know what exactly he did, but for whatever reason, he had he and like two other dudes had to like sleep down there. They had a little vessel they had down there. And um, because it like helped him get used to the pressure or something, when you needed to take a shit or piss, you would just swim out of the shelter into the water and do it there. No, thanks. He said that they had like a little, it was like a little bell shaped thing down at the bottom on the seafloor and that you would pop up in it so that you could breathe while you were shitting and then just pull your pants down and shit in the water and it would just float away from you. And then you'd go back in and you clean yourself up. That was how you did it. Nope. Or clean yourself up out there, I guess, because you're literally in the water. And so he was like, I had to go. And it was like, it's pitch black down there. You can't see shit. He's like, so I, I do my thing. I go out there, I'm in the bell, I take my shit. And that he, like, the bell got bumped by something. Nope. And so he turns on a light and he looks, he's like, and I see an eye looking at me and it's like this big. As big as his face. And uh, apparently it was, there's like something called like a grouper fish or something. It's like a really fucking huge, huge, massive fish that would probably fill up the whole room. And it was down there with him, watching him, like, you know, squeeze out a steamer. He's probably going to eat it. He's probably like, ooh. <laughs> Yummy. Snack time. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. I hate that. Uh, I hate the deep ocean. I'll swim on the surface of it. I won't. I don't want to. I will not. But I'll do it. I won't do that. Uh, well, anyway, it is time for the break. I really do have to pee. Okay. So I'm going to go pee, not in a bell, just in a toilet. Just a regular toilet. Yeah. Although you guys keep leaving that like fucking window open and it's really creepy. What do you mean? When I go to pee and it's like pitch black outside. It's just my backyard. Yeah, I know. But like, what if like some creeper is in the backyard? Like a pervy neighbor who likes to watch you take a leak. Yeah. He's like, oh, Jake's here. I know he pees. I'm going to go look at his You've peed in the backyard during nighttime though. Yeah, but I was like really drunk. Yeah. And I can see outside. I had the bathroom light on, so I can't see outside. So just turn the bathroom light off. Well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> we'll try that. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys after the break. Fear. Gosh. So many fears. It's a lot of stuff to be afraid of in the world. Like products of poor quality. And high cost. That's my biggest fear. Jacob, I've got great news for you. A way for you to overcome your fears. Well, how how would I do that? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products, 
like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. Did I tell you that I went to Target the other day? I think you did. Dude, it was the best experience (laughs) of shopping that I've ever done. So I I go to Target. Danny needed me to pick up a couple of things. And instead of going to Walmart, I was like, you know what? Target's right there. I haven't been to Target in like a long ass time. Let me just go to Target. Mm -hmm. So I go in. First of all, there's like ample parking, right? And I was like, oh my God. Target has all this That's parking. so weird. How come no one's here? 7 p.m.? <laughs> like, how fucking cool is that? And so I just parked right in the front. You know, I felt all good about it. I walk inside. Everything, like, oh, there's all the carts are just perfectly there. You know, there was someone there who, like, was like, here. And they pulled a cart out, and they, like, cleaned it, cleaned, like, the handle for me. They're like, here you go. Thanks for coming to Target. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so welcome. And, you know, <laughs> I just kept walking around. this, And I was walking, and, like, Everything was like super clean and like, I mean, normally you see people like folding clothes that someone fucked up. Yeah. Not the case. Everything was just immaculate. Untouched even. Untouched. And it was perfect. And it was like, I mean, it kind of got a little annoying because, you know, all the Target employees kept being like, hi, like, how are you? Do you need um, anything? Yeah. Do you need me to help Can with I help anything? You? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. Thanks. You know, just kept doing my thing. And I mean, there was like no one there. I only saw like a handful of people. Yeah. Was, this has the, been the greatest Target run of my life. Maybe we'll come to Target more often. I don't know. Okay. And so I go home and Danny was like, oh, you went to Target? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh. I didn't think you'd do that. She's like, I didn't think you would go to Target. And I was like, the fuck you mean? It's just Target. Apparently people are boycotting Target. I yeah. had no idea. Yes. Target apparently did some questionable things with some of their product lines. Odd choices. And people got really upset and stopped going to Target. And dude- I will only go to Target right now. <laughs> it was the most hassle-free fucking like experience I've had in shopping ever. Yeah. You know, and like whether I support what they do or not, my you know, $40 purchase isn't going to make or break the bank. Right. So That's true. That's true. It's kind of um, nice. If I recall, you took advantage of the boycott of SeaWorld. Oh, I did. Right after Blackfish came out. That's, I did. That is a documentary that uh, showcases certain things that went on in SeaWorld that people weren't, you know, they weren't fans of. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember everyone, like, this, the SeaWorld stocks were just going, like, plummeting. And I was like, oh, dope. And so we bought, like, super cheap discounted tickets to SeaWorld. We went. We made it to every single show, every single ride. There were no lines anywhere. It was essentially like every time we would walk up to like order food or a drink or something, like we were being like catered to. It we was treated awesome. like kings. Yeah. We're sitting there watching Shamu, obviously. 
And there was probably like 20 people there. It was great. It was the best experience <laughs> at SeaWorld that I think anyone has ever had. Yeah. I love it <laughs> when companies, you know, do terrible things and everyone shouldn't shop there or something. Uh-huh. Because I just have the best time when they do that. You take advantage. <laughs> What's that quote? Did you ever see The Wedding Singer? Uh, no. Oh, then never mind. There's, but, just, there's a guy in it who uh, Adam Sandler is having a mental breakdown on stage so he's singing a song and he like starts screaming and then cries and runs away. And there's this guy who comes on stage. He's watching him from the side and he goes, he's losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. Yeah, that's exact. You know, like when like people are on strike and like other people go and take their jobs for like double the pay. <laughs> yes. That's what I would do. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> well, great. Great, Jacob. Yeah. I'm glad you had such a good time at Target the other day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be back. <laughs> Dude, Danny has been such a shit ever since she's been pregnant. She's so, been all, she's been so fucking needy. Everything yeah. makes her cry. She cried when I was leaving today to come record. She was like, can't you just like cancel? And I was like, well, no. I'm like, number one, I can't. Number two, I won't. I want to go record. So I'm going to go do that. <laughs> and she was like, oh. like she started like choking up Why and started like. she just come here? I don't know. Dude, she can't leave the couch. She's been laying on the couch Aww. for like ever. Yeah. Is she still all sick? Yeah. She's still throwing up. Poor Denny. Like. The only thing she's eating, and I was so mad about it. Um, it was like one in the morning, and she was like, "Hey, babe," <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, what do you want?" Like, I really want some mac and cheese. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm sure we have mac and cheese. You know, you watch kids all the time." And so she, hold on, I say this, she says nothing. So I get up go to the kitchen and I find three different brands of mac and cheese. Okay. okay. I'm like, Hey, that's wonderful. This is what we have. A lot of options. Which one do you want? I will cook it for you right now. She's I don't want those. It's like, then you don't want mac and cheese. I want Stouffer's mac and cheese. What? I was like, you want Stouffer's mac and cheese? She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I, can't buy that for you because everything is closed. It is one in the morning. So you either have this, or you have nothing. 7-Eleven is open though. It's like, you want me to go to 7-Eleven in the hopes that they have Stouffer's microwavable mac mm -hmm. Stouffer's mac and cheese? Yeah. I was like, fuck, whatever. Like, will, will you shut up if I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, I go. Dude, it was like $7.00. For a little microwavable <laughs> Stouffer's mac and cheese at 7-Eleven. I mean, you got to go back to sleep, right? So I fucking bought it, fucking made it for her. She ate it, whatever. And then now has since like placed orders at Walmart for pickup. And like, babe, can you go do a pickup? And it's just like eight things of Stouffer's mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's all she's been eating. She doesn't want the actual like 
cook on the stovetop mac and cheese. The she from wants scratch mac and microwavable cheese. mac and cheese. <laughs> so. Oh, well, that's your little devil spot inside her. No. Baby cravings aren't even a thing at seven weeks. That's not even supposed to start until like 10 or 12 weeks. Well, maybe it's an adorable little placebo. Maybe she can't wait to feel all the pregnancy symptoms, so she's manifesting oh them God. early. And then apparently today, while I was, what was I doing? I was doing something. Um, She was like super nauseous or whatever, and her and mom were watching How to Get Away with Murder, okay? And one of the characters went to prison. Is this a fictional show? Yes. Oh. Uh, they One of the characters went to prison and or jail and was given like a jail sandwich <laughs> and Danny was like stopped it and was like I want that and so mom made her a sandwich Jess two pieces of bread yeah a slice of meat okay and a slice of cheese cut diagonally that's what she wanted all right and that was what she ate she has, doesn't need anything else because anything else is disgusting and she'll throw it up. But she wanted a jail sandwich. Okay. I mean, that's simple and easy to do. Yeah, but what if we didn't have that? But you did. What if we didn't? But what if we didn't? But it's so easy to get. Mm-hmm. She sees things on TV and is like dying for them. We were watching fucking Thousand Pound Sisters <laughs> and someone was eating cheese puffs. And she would not shut the fuck up about cheese puffs. I'm like, dude, we don't have cheese puffs, Danny. He's like, but like, maybe we can get some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? So you can eat three of them and then never touch them again. Yes. We don't like cheese puffs. We never eat cheese puffs. But you got them. Did she eat them? No. Uh, we forced her to continue watching TV. Until she saw until, something you had in the kitchen? Until, yeah. We were like... Every time you see food, hyper-focus on it because maybe we have it. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Well, good. So that was fine. But yeah, no, not, not chill. Do you like getting drunk? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like sure. getting really drunk. Like absolutely hammered. Beyond repair? No, no, I don't like that. Why not, Jess? Because it makes me cry. Um, and I don't like feeling queasy. Okay, but why else not? I sweat. Okay, stop. I but like because maybe the morning after. Oh, <sighs> oh, I see. Well, me and Terry might have a little oopsie and then go to the store. And get a, what? What are we talking about? Are, are we? I'm not talking about the morning after pill, Jessica. Neither was I. Jesus Christ. Neither was I. I was talking about going and getting some party patches. Oh. For the very next time we get drunk because we learned our lesson the first time. That's right. You slap a party patch right on your arm. You drink and drink and drink. And the next day you awaken feeling awesome. Yes, you feel incredible. It's a stinky little patch, but that's because of all the vitamins. Yeah, it's healthy. Yes. Healthy stinks sometimes. <laughs> Go to our website, threeshotsin.com. You'll find the link that'll take you to that party patch to 
buy yourself some party patches for the next time you get drunk. Maybe you have a bachelor party, a bachelorette party coming up. Maybe you got an office Christmas party and everyone just wants to get fucking hammered. And following that link supports the podcast. It does. You can use promo code three shots in for an additional 10% off there. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. Jacob. Yeah. When you get a bottle, a new bottle of liquor, Mm -hmm. isn't it such a great feeling to open that bottle for the first time and pour it into your glass? Nothing feels better. How much would you like to be able to pour more? Enough to go to threeshotsin.com and (laughs) click a link. (laughs) I have great news for you then. Yeah? Yes, because there is a link there. That will take you to the Pour More website, a subscription-based service where you get a new bottle of liquor every single month. That's right. And if I recall, you can choose between different kinds of liquor. Mm -hmm. You're a whiskey dude, get your whiskey. You're a scotch gal, get your scotch. You're a tequila freak. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and order that tequila. Go to threeshotsin.com, click that link, get yourself that subscription service. Maybe you give, give it as a gift to someone. Maybe you love someone enough to give them the gift of liquor every month. What a wonderful gift that is. Enjoy. So the LSD episode, well, the episode I talked about LSD, Yeah. but the topic was high. Dad mm-hmm. was on and all that. Yeah. There's a lot of discussions going on. And I had mentioned watching a video where they gave LSD to British troops during World War II. Oh, yeah. We didn't actually get a chance to watch it, mm-hmm. but I've got it right here. Oh, okay. And I would just love for you to see it. I would love to see it. Well, here it is. Oh, space cadet. The drug was administered in a drink of water given at the start of each day's exercise. 25 minutes later, the first effects of the drug became apparent. The men began to relax and to giggle. But this man was more seriously affected and had to be removed from the exercise. After 35 minutes, one of the radio operators had become incapable of using his set. (laughs) And the efficiency of the rocket launcher team was also very impaired. Whoops. Ten minutes later, the attacking section had lost all sense of urgency. Notice the bunching and indecision as they enter a wood occupied by the enemy. Almost immediately, the section commander tried to use a map to find the location of troop headquarters, and a prisoner's escort had to have the way pointed out to him, although it was in plain sight, 700 yards away (laughs) from the country. Fifty minutes after taking the drug, radio communication had become difficult, if not impossible but the men are still capable of sustained physical effort. However, constructive action was still attempted by those retaining a sense of responsibility in spite of physical symptoms. But one hour and 10 minutes after taking the drug, with one man climbing a tree to feed the birds, (laughs) the troop commander gave up, admitting that he could no longer control himself or his men. Dude, they're high out of their fucking minds. Yeah. The break is over. Yes. And now it's time to spin the wheel, and I'm going to spin it. Do it. 
All right. You're performing on stage in front of the America's Got Talent judges. What do you perform? So you can do anything, right? It's America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't need to get all the yeses. Yeah. But like, ideally, you don't get all the X's. What do you do? I kind of want to get all X's. Okay. But they're so like, listen, I could do the obvious thing because I'm so talented and sing for them. I could do that and I'd probably win. But why do that? You know, I don't want to be a singer. Don't, okay. make, me, don't make me sing. Don't, I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to show them in the whole world the uh, talent I have that I have not seen anyone else do. No. I'm going to do it, Jacob. No. The world needs to no, know. No, everyone hates it when you they do it. They don't hate it. They are in awe. They're fascinated. I would do my in and out floopy no, lip thing. I hate the floopy lip thing. <laughs> That's like, I knew exactly what you were saying. Let me allow me. Do it. Fine. <laughs> Why do you hate it so much? I hate it. I hate, you hate it. it because you can't do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. I can. Try. <laughs> <laughs> You're jealous of me. You've always been jealous of me. <laughs> you did it. Look at you. Almost. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your lips should not move that fast. <laughs> we could do like a zoom in. I'm going to edit this later. Okay. Look directly into this camera. God, oh, that's I what I would you. do. And I'd get three X's, but everyone in America would be fascinated by me. <laughs> that's it. You just sit up on stage and just do that. That's all. Just stare at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> until I would do it without stopping until I got three X's. That's admirable, although I can give you that. Thank you. What would you do? Well, you know, <clears throat> just like you, I don't want to be a singer you know, I don't want to be a dancer. Clearly, I'm I'm great at these things. Um, Dancing? Yeah. Oh. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, actually, when we were at the last wedding that we were at, right. I noticed that every time I was dancing, the videographers would come to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. I know. All right. I know. You sure it had nothing to do with Danny dancing all up on you with her big old butt? No, it was me. Oh. They were looking at me. Oh. Doing okay. my moves. All right. Of on course. the floor. But you're saying um, you wouldn't do that for the judges. No, no. Hmm. Cause it's been done before. I think what I would do is I would not go for all the X's, but I would go for one X. I would target one judge and just roast them comedically. Of course. Roast the shit out of them. Obviously, you know, you want to pick on someone who is going to get like, who's going to show their anger on their face, like Simon Cowell, right? Or like Mel B, she used to be on there. Oh, I would have roasted the shit of Mel B, but uh, she's not there anymore. So like, let's just say it's Simon. I just lean into Simon. Like I've, I research him 
I say shit that only he fucking hears, but everyone else is laughing, right? So Simon hits his ex because he's fucking mad, but everyone else wants to hear it. So they just let it go. Doesn't mean I go through. They just wanted to hear shit talk about Simon, but that's what I would do. And I'd be known as the guy that Simon Cowell hates. And I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be fun. You and I kind of went a similar route. Yeah. We went we went for notoriety. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, just like, dude, those, those are the only people from America's Got Talent that I even know are the ones that were like either terrible people or terrible performers. Mm. They're the only ones we care for. Well, that's where the real fame is. That it is. It's not in attempting to win. It's in doing so poorly, everyone remembers you for it. That's where the gold is. Eccentric. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that answers that. And now we move on to more fear. I love fear. Now I know this, I would say this isn't like a very like common fear because a lot of people don't know about this. Okay. You do obviously, but skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that sounds like bullshit and you don't really believe it, but every single time it's brought up around like legitimate Native Americans. Yes. They like shun it. Shun. Like shun. Just uh-huh. shun that shit. Right. And that caught my attention. Okay. So I found some stories. Um, most of these take place on a Navajo uh, reservation. Mm-hmm. And they're creepy and gross. And if you don't know what a skinwalker is, a skinwalker would be a... A cryptid. Almost, almost like a demon. Yeah. That takes the shape of an animal or a person. Uh, the, it takes the form of something it's not. With the intent to lure people to it. It pretends to be other things. Yeah. And it's gross. It's gross. Uh, my father owns a small delivery service that operates out of Farmington, New Mexico. We mostly deliver small packages out in the middle of nowhere and that are, sorry, in the middle of nowhere that are too much of a hassle for the larger delivery companies to deliver. Uh, my dad is the only employee. We have a few pickup trucks and a trailer. One day, we got a delivery that was out to Window Rock, Arizona on the Navajo Reservation about two hours from Farmington. My dad gets the call for the job while he is chilling with his Navajo friend, Travis, and Travis's girlfriend. Now, Travis mentions how he's got family out in Window Rock and he hasn't seen them in a while and he offers to go with them. They accept. Now, at the time, uh, I was six or seven and it was the summertime, so dad decided, you know, fuck it, we'll go down together. We can do the delivery really quick and then... um, uh, we can hang out with Travis while he visits his family and check out what Window Rock has to offer. Apparently there was a big uh, rock face there. That's why it's called Window Rock. There's a big rock with like a giant hole in the middle that you can mm-hmm. like see through. Okay. Like on out to the other side. We had to convoy in separate trunks, trucks since dad was loaded down with freight. 
we decided to bring along some walkie-talkies so that we can communicate with one another. We spend our time in Window Rock. Everything is uneventful. We start heading home along the, the old highway with my dad and I in the front and Travis and his girlfriend in their truck behind us. Now, he says that he doesn't remember most of what happened on the trip. He was pretty young. Uh, but the next part, he definitely remembers. Okay. Uh, so we're somewhere on the highway between Window Rock and Gallup, uh, both cities in New Mexico. And it had rained earlier in the day. The road was kind of slick. Um, so they were driving pretty slow as to not, you know, have an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the left of the highway, there's nothing but sandstone cliffs. And on the right was just a huge field that was that separated that was sorry that was separated from the road by just like this little barbed wire fence. Not uncommon to see when you're driving in the middle of nowhere. Right. Uh, his dad calls over the radio, says, "Hey, Travis, do you see that big ass dog?" Uh, I skipped a part. Dad saw a dog in the road. <laughs> oh. Uh, saw what appeared to be a very big dog that was sitting back on its haunches mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. Okay. So he radios over to Travis and says, you see that big ass dog? Travis starts screaming back over the radio. That is not a dog. Speed up right now. Hit it. Oh my God. He said that he kept screaming, hit it, hit it. Don't don't think. Speed up right now and hit that thing. Hit that thing. That's not a dog. Hit it. Dad's freaking out. Then Travis keeps going. You have to hit it. Please hit that fucking thing right now. Dad's freaking out. He speeds up uh, as they get closer, and they begin to see it a little more clearly. He said that this dog is covered in a brown, wiry, matted hair, so it's fur, yeah. right? But appears to have dried blood all over it. Ugh. Um, it's sitting in the road facing the cliffs, so not looking at them. As they're driving up, their headlights are now on it, and it turns to them, and he sees a face <gasps> Ew. on this dog. What should be a dog's face is a regular face. Now, he described it as a mix between a bear's and a human's face. He said it was twisted, distorted, and it looked like it was maybe in pain. Um, as they got closer to it, they realized that it's actually massive. He said that even though it was sitting on its haunches, that it was about shoulder height with the hood of the truck. Yuck. So they're still driving towards it. He said they were literally inches from hitting it when it lets out this like wild fucking scream and it leaps backwards towards the field. So it completely dodges the truck. Now, towards the field, remember the, the barbed wire fence? Yeah. Um, so leaped backwards, somehow just like backwardly jumped over this barbed wire fence and darts and is gone. Ew. Uh, Travis called them on the radio again and said, holy shit, keep driving. We have to get out of here. Go faster. Uh, he said that's all he really remembers. Um, and then- The guy that, telling the story because he was so young. He was so young. But yeah. he said that later on that his dad- that Travis had talked to his dad. His dad had told him that uh, Travis was freaking out, asking, did it see your face? Did it see your face? Ew. And they were like, well, I don't think so. Like, we were in the truck and the headlights were on. And he was like, freaking out, like, okay. And that, like, relaxed him that it didn't see their face. 
not as important to this story, but very important in the coming stories. Aww. So as I was reading a lot of these, um, I realized, obviously, I don't know a lot about skinwalkers and the whole thing going on, but these are all random Redditors posting. Yeah. And usually, like, it's, sure, they could use one story to help their story if they were to write a fake one, but I don't think that's what's happening. And it kind of sounds like there's a lot mixed in that makes it more true. There are little things, little details that they have in their stories okay. that add to them. Such as? Well. Okay. So this next one. <clears throat> so, as many of you might already know, many Navajo people, including my family, are very reluctant to speak about skinwalkers because it's believed to attract their attention. It says, well, I, however, grew up away from the Navajo Nation and I was very naive about the subject. When it came to skinwalkers, I was a skeptic. My mom used to tell a story of how back in the 80s when she lived with her siblings and my grandparents about how she and my aunt saw a skinwalker just outside their driveway under a streetlight. She said that she described it as a black dog with dirty fur, a twisted noodle-like front leg, and unnatural eyes with a soft burnt orange glow. Ew. He didn't believe her. He was like, yeah, whatever, you were a kid. Maybe it was just, you know, a regular dog that had yeah. been injured or something. Maybe with glowing brown or glowing orange eyes or something. No, he said unnatural eyes and it had an orange glow. Like yeah. the, I thought, I, I thought that was the whole body. He's, he's talking about the eyes. Oh, okay. Had an orange glow. Um, so he said that his doubts have changed recently. <laughs> so he went to visit his grandparents and him and his family had... Sorry, we're just going to go back to first person because that's easier for me. Okay. Me and my family had just finished uh, a carnival out at the Navajo Nation Fair. The house was close enough where we could walk home just 10 minutes away from the fair. When we got there, it was about 9 o'clock at night. We stayed up until about 2, catching up, talking about family and whatnot. Um, it was during that time that I decided, I decidedly opened my mouth and blurted out the question, Hey, are skinwalkers real? Uh, he got a lot of silence and a lot of glares uh, until someone's his grandma said, uh, you shouldn't be speaking about that. And he said that he had never heard her sound so angry in a like disturbed way. Hmm. Um, so she and my grandfather decided to go to bed. After being scolded by my mom, one of my aunts chimes in with a very cautious tone and says they're real, um, that she had a few screaming outside of her trailer in Farmington just a few nights ago. She said, your cousin had nightmares the whole the whole night and woke up crying that morning. Not wanting to push with any discomfort anymore, he, they all decided to go to bed. Now, they were in a trailer home. It was pretty old. He said it was really nice of night. It was very cool temperature and whatnot. So they slept with their windows open. They had screens, but yeah. the windows were open. Sure. <clears throat> said everyone drifted off to sleep except for me because my mind was still going a million miles a minute about skinwalkers. And I wondered if I ever encounter one while there was while I was here on the reservation, like what would I see? He says, that's when things were not so chill. Uh, just as I was settling and finally getting relaxed for sleep, I started to hear something moving outside. I got up from the couch, started wandering over to the kitchen window. In the trailer, all of the rooms have the lights out, so the only visible light that you can see is from the porch light. 
he said that he was thankful for this, obviously, because now nothing can see inside, but he could see outside. Mm-hmm. Um, from the porch light, all I can see is the dusty ground and the vehicles that my family drove along with some old metal trash cans that stood outside beside the road. Looking for about a good five seconds, I wasn't able to see anything, so I was getting ready to turn around and walk back to bed, except I took two steps away, and I hear what sounds like a distorted scream coming from outside. Definitely very close by. Scared the shit out of him. He looks outside again, and he sees it. A coyote-like figure was staring at his direction from behind the cars, He said it was just outside of reach of the porch light. Only it looked wrong. He said that it, this did not look right. And that if he had to put a word for it, he would say evil. He said it was gray with very disheveled hair and a horrific orange red soft glow from its eyes. He immediately ran back away from the window to the bedroom and he said that's when he noticed an awful stench in the air that smelled like rotting meat uh he was trying to wake up his mom who was pissed off she said it's three in the morning what are you doing he told her there's something scary outside oh so she said it's probably just an animal go to bed he said no there's some really scary shit outside. She gets up, bolts to the window, um, and looks outside, says, like, what the hell are you talking about? Then they heard it again, screaming. Not only screaming, but thrashing outside on the ground. And he says, hear that? That's what I'm talking about. Both her and him look outside the window, and this weird coyote thing is making its way to the door. It walked with an odd limp and dragged its back right leg uh, in the sand or dirt. We could hear it start to scratch against the door and made this odd muffled moaning sound. My mom went and got my dad. They both started shouting in Navajo all sorts of words, telling the thing to go away and saying it's not welcome here. Well, well, all this commotion was enough to get the rest of the trailer up. Obviously, everyone's awake now. The only thing... Uh, my mom did was turn to them and said, Skinwalker. Very quickly, very quietly. And everyone got silent, knew apparently what to do. His grandfather pulled out a handgun from a drawer and a bag of ashes. He coated bullets in ashes, loaded them into, into the gun, then went straight to the door, yelling out Navajo, and begun firing. Whoa says that the thing managed to escape before my grandpa could put a bullet in it. And he said, that's the fastest one I've ever seen. (laughs) Next thing you know, my aunts and parents are freaking out about what happened, saying stuff like, what if it comes back tomorrow? And it saw us. It saw our faces. Is it going to target us now? Do you think it will remember us? After my grandparents calmed down, everyone went back to bed. Morning comes, grandparents call one of their neighbors and explain to them what happened. Apparently, one of them was a medicine man who used to partake in Navajo ceremonies. He came over to bless the family in the house. Okay. That's the end of that. So, we're building lore here. Right. Orange glowy eyes. 
facial recognition. <laughs> facial <laughs> recognition and something with ashes. You need is what you need to to wound it or uh-huh. kill it. Uh, apparently, it can understand people. So you had mentioned it looked like it. It seems to consistently look like an animal, but not right. Like Off. it's it's always getting a couple of details wrong. It's almost like <clears throat> it's almost like it saw a coyote who was hit by a car, right? And took that shape. <clears throat> Did you ever see? Uh, what we do in the shadows? No. So it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, about like vampires. Yeah, but that guy, uh, I forget his name. It's that the singer from Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Uh, he's in it. He plays Dracula. And they make a joke about how um, he's very powerful, but he never got animal transfiguration right. He always, he, he always forgets the face. <laughs> And oh. so there's at one point they have someone in their vampire mansion and they're trying to eat them. Okay. And they turn a corner trying to escape the place and a cat goes, <laughs> and it's his face. <laughs> He's like, oh God. Oh no. <laughs> and so you just, you said it was like, you know, a big old bear or a coyote with a human face. And I just kept picturing that. Anyway, this is the last one that we'll have time for. <clears throat> we live in a rural commun- community on the Navajo reservation. My aunt and her two brothers were home alone with while my grandparents had left for the evening to attend a chapter house meeting. They were in the house, and like many people from the reservation, they didn't have electricity. It had been dark outside for about an hour. My aunt and my uncles were getting ready for bed. Outside, they heard noises, as if someone was moving things around. My oldest uncle went to look out the front window and saw a figure out by the truck. This was immensely out of the ordinary because the closest neighbor was miles away. Whatever it was, opened the truck door and began to dig through the personal items that my family had left in the vehicle. My aunt and uncles were frightened by the sight and knew that they should take action. They took out the rifle and all steadied themselves to hold it up. They flung open the door and aimed the gun at the dark figure. The figure turned and started to walk towards them, totally unfazed by the weapon. My uncle pulled the trigger but nothing happened. The gun didn't go off. Uh, The figure drew closer. My aunt began to smell something like a rotting corpse. It was so strong, she began gagging. My uncle continued to pull the trigger with no luck, and the figure came closer and closer. Off in the distance, headlights were coming up the road. My grandparents were returning. The figure looked towards the lights and started to move away and tucked itself behind a tree near the house. My oldest uncle ran toward the truck with the gun. My grandfather got out of the car and my uncle pointed to the tree. The thing was poking out its head to observe what they were doing. My grandfather ran into the house and over the stove grabbed a handful of ashes, rubbed these ashes all over the gun, placed an ash-covered bullet into the chamber. He walked out onto the porch and fired toward the tree. Whatever the thing was didn't expect the gun to go off. It went off this time. The gunshot echoed, and the dark figure began running. My grandma chased my aunt inside and uncles, and my grand sorry, and my uncles and my grandfather went after it. There weren't many roads or paths, so my grandfather and uncles chased after the figure pretty easily. The truck was bouncing, and the headlights were not fixed on one particular spot. My uncle swears that 
whenever the headlights would find would hit the figure that he saw a woman. The figure it was a woman that okay. they were chasing. He said, but not only that, whoever was running was on all fours. Okay. My grandfather eventually stopped the truck as they neared a ditch that dropped about 20 feet. He got out and began to yell in Navajo. Michael says that he was yelling about a local woman. He yelled that he wasn't scared and that he knew it was her and to leave his family alone. A few days passed and there was news that the woman that my grandfather was yelling about had passed. I've always been told that if you know who the skinwalker is, say their name and it will kill them. So apparently, right, we now know in the lore, it takes shape of something dead that it found. Every single uh, time they talk about a skinwalker, yeah, they talk about it like looking like either a dog that was hit by a car or a coyote right. that was clearly hit by a car or fell off a cliff or something or a woman who had already died. Who had died. Are you sure they weren't saying like secretly she had been a skinwalker the whole time? No. Okay. He's saying that it the, took the, the grandfather shape of her because she had died. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that shit is super fucking creepy. Why we don't have any skinwalker horror movies yet? I don't fucking know. Um, I think we might. I just don't know that they're good ones. It I was seems- like, but like triple A movies. Yeah, it's that is a gold mine. Horror gold mine. Because it's fucking disgusting. And all of these stories were from completely different places and they have the same little things about them. Mm-hmm. Glowing eyes, clearly not right look, not howling, but screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard of that too. I've actually seen videos, and I know you've seen them too, of people on like a reservation. They're like, look, you can hear the skinwalkers. And they like put their camera outside and you hear this like almost like a almost like a mountain lion. Yeah. Right? You know, mountain lions like make that like it's a like scream a, like, like a, a woman. Lady scream, yeah. But there are no mountain lions in the middle of a desert. Right. And you hear that scream. Ugh. It's fucking gross. They disgust me. And damn, so I'll do you say think they're real? I fear them. Oh, I think I think they're real. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all bullshit, mm-hmm. but I would like to think, well, not that I like to, I do think they are real. I think a lot of like the dirty little creepy cryptid shit yeah. could all be explained away with skinwalkers. A lot of it, I think, could be, um, including- Including Bigfoot, dude. Uh-huh. Bigfoot could be explained away as a skinwalker, and that would make a lot more sense why we only see them in national parks- or reservations where you have vast expanses of land with no people around. That's another thing that's so funny. Um, a lot of people who b- believe they had an encounter with Bigfoot or that he, they believe he was like a Bigfoot was close or whatever, a Yeti or Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, have talked about the smell of rotting meat. Yeah. That smelled like rancid meat. It's disgusting. Uh-huh. And apparently, um, there's another one I read. We won't, we don't have time, so we're not going into them. But apparently they can, uh, like they find a target. Like it's like they, they, they look for food, mm-hmm. but if they find a target, they will pinpoint on it. 
And how they find that is if they see it. So if they see your face, apparently, you are all they want now. Ew. I think that is a little more. You had some other stories you might have told if we had more time. That's right. Do any of them talk about that? Uh, at least one of them. Is that for Patreon only? That is for Patreon only, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. It is a really good one. Ooh, man. It's, it's a really eerie one. Okay. And I've got good news for you, patrons. I found that um, that Reddit story thread from before, that Park Ranger National, what is it, Search and Rescue? Yep. National Park Search and Rescue. Um, he's got a ton of stories on there, and I, you had told me what your story was going to be about, stories were going to be about beforehand. And so I found one of his that talks about like a little goat man situation. Disgusting. I know. Disgusting. We're going to get our spook on Patreon. It's gross. And I hate it. (laughs) It's so So, awful. Glad we're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and spin the wheel one more time? I will. For the final wheel spin. You forgot where the wheel was there for a second. It must have moved during the break or something. Maybe I moved. You're in the same seat, though. Whatever. You have to spend four days in the place of your co-host's choosing. Would you do it for half a million dollars? Or would you be a bitch? So I think we're allowed to say yes or no. Okay. If you say yes and you follow through in the four days and you do it, you get half a million dollars. Okay. If you say yes and you don't think you could follow through in the four days, you're a bitch. If you say no, you're a bitch. Uh, I know where I'm sending you. I don't know where I'm sending you yet. Give that to me. It's called the devil's tramping ground. Tramping? Uh-huh. You're tramping all over just, this just ground. tramping? You got tramps? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find a little something about it. Let's see. So it's a little creepy place out in the middle of nowhere, because of course. And uh, there it is. It's supposed to be like this random circle in the middle of the woods where nothing will grow and animals won't wander oh, into. Oh, no, 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 in Japan? No. No? No, 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 I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's here in America. Let me see it. Sorry. It's being, it's being searched for right now. I'm just going to use a different window. Give me a second. I don't like that. You know, I hate national parks. I know you hate it. I know you hate it, but you get, you listen, Jacob, you don't have to do it. You don't have to get half a million dollars. You can just be a bitch. No, (laughs) (laughs) you have options. Okay. I have to try to search for it again. Anyway, you can't think of anyone for me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay. The Devil's Tramping Ground is a camping spot located in a forest near the Harper's Crossroads area in Bear Creek, North Carolina. It has been the subject of persistent local legends and lore, which frequently allege that the devil tramps and haunts a barren circle of ground in which nothing is supposed to grow. It has frequently been noted on lists of unusual place, place names. Legends about the ring are well known in local communities. 
These include the disappearance of objects left within the ring overnight, dogs yipping and howling, not wanting to go near it, and strange events occurring to those who spend the night within its boundaries. I'd have to be in the boundaries? You would have to be in the boundaries. It has been alleged that nothing will grow within the 40 foot, 40 feet ring for a hundred years. Supposedly, it is where the devil walks in circles on certain nights, thinking of ways to bring his evil into the world. Can I see it? Yeah. It looks like there was a fire there, but there wasn't. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> it's just one night. I don't like that. Oh, it's that, four though. actually, isn't it's it? It's four nights. I don't like that. Well, think about it. In the meantime, where uh, would I have to stay the night or be a bitch? Man. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I was thinking. It's not what I had in mind. What'd you have in mind? Oh, actually, a good one just popped up. Let me think. There we go. Now we're getting the good photos. A lot of those were fake. But I would send you two. You can accept... Or decline and be a bitch. Okay. Eiko Gahara National Forest. Okay. Now, I brutally pronounced that name because it's in Japanese. Mm. This forest, Jessica, is better known as Suicide Forest. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> Yes, I am sending you to Suicide Forest. You can look at those pictures there. A lot of them was fake, but some of them are cool. Um, it's really pretty, actually. No, it's disgusting. Look at how gorgeous all of that is. That's gross. That's the picture that I specifically clicked as like the creepiest. It's I beautiful. Hate that. No, that's disgusting. You gonna go camp out in Suicide Forest, Jessica? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Four days. Mm-hmm. You think you'd make the full four days? I don't know. I might get spooked out of my mind and not be able to stay, but I would definitely try to stay there. Would you try to stay in the devil's tramping ground? I'd definitely drive over there. Would you stay there? I would say if I got to the tramping, tramping ground, mm -hmm. there is a 30% chance that, that I stay? choose to stay. <laughs> <laughs> but more than likely, even after that moment, there's only like a, 5% chance I make it the full four days. You're crazy. This forest is gorgeous. You're Look disgusting. That. It, it's so pretty. You're disgusting and I hate you. Everything's oh, so green. What if I were to, what if I would have sent you to the catacombs? Ew. Would that have been better? You have to stay inside of the catacombs. No, take oh, these backsies. You already no, 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 that, no, no, I changed my mind. That's where you're going. Catacombs in France. And you have to specifically be in one area. I don't care where but specifically an area that is closed from tourists. You have to cross over a tourist line and get to a point where no tourist can see you. That is the one stipulation I'll put. You just can't be seen by tourists. You can be very close to them or you can be as far into the catacombs as you want. Um, yeah. Well, that's grosser choose? and I hate it more, but I would definitely try. That's disgusting. I would have said no to that in a heartbeat. I won't say no. Mm -mm. I'll try it. Catacombs gross me the fuck out. Hate it. Don't like being underground. Dude, because you know exactly what kind of people are hanging out down there. Fucking cultists. Weirdos. Mole people. Gross. Um, okay. You can choose. 
Between the Devil's Tramping Ground. Yeah. And one of the abandoned subway tunnels under the New York City. Fuck, I'm Devil's Tramping Ground. At least I know if I'm getting murdered, it's by like a demon, and that's like out of my <laughs> that's out of my control. In the abandoned subway, I'm gonna get shanked by forty different fucking mole people. Uh-huh. That's disgusting. Well, there's a third option. You could be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck you. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably be a bitch. I wouldn't do any of that shit. So, so there was one person. It's like, uh, you, if you look up like people's experiences there, they're like, it's very Blair witchy. They're like, we don't get, we don't understand. Like we, we could hear footsteps at night when we were trying to sleep. And I thought I heard someone like lean in toward like the wall of the tent and like whisper things. That's so (laughs) gross. I hate that. I would be drunk out of my mind Mm -hmm. or high out of my mind the whole time. That's the only way I make it through. With a loaded gun in my hand. In case you need to shoot the tr- the devil? Yeah. As he's tramping? It's just tramping around. Tramping all up and down. Yep. Okay. So if you know, okay, if I'm sleeping out in the middle of the devil's tramping ground, mm-hmm. don't come near my tent. Because I'll shoot I you. will shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> After the four days is over, Jessica, you like throw a rock at me and be like, Jake. It's chess, and I'll give you a code word to use. <laughs> It'll be something like Jacob, cucumber. Jacob, chrysanthemum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with anyone who loves or hates national parks. Yes, anyone who's even heard of national parks, anyone who fears the skinwalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Gross. Or the goat man. Uh-huh. Kind of sort of also a skinwalker, probably. Sort of the same, but Ugh. also probably not. Who Hate knows? It. Go ahead and visit our website at threeshotsin.com. Add yourself to our email list. Check out our Patreon link, as well as our PayPal single-time donation button. That's our little internet tip jar. You can also continue supporting the podcast just by listening or by clicking on one of our fancy new affiliate links. Yes. They're that- awesome. Mm-hmm. More importantly, on that Patreon link, it's only $5 a month. So cheap, so affordable. You get to hear awesome things like some other spooky stories that we have for this episode. We will put those out on Patreon, as well as a super secret podcast we got there, Three Shot Cinema. Three Shot Cinema. Next up, Three Shot Cinema gang. Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Very excited. Not excited in the slightest for it. I know it's going to be a rough ride, but I'm excited for... The ride. Disgusting. (laughs) Can't wait to watch it and talk about it. (laughs) Next week. Next topic. Catch. Catch. Mm Mm-hmm. Catch. Cool. So maybe you're talking about. Pitchers and catchers. A little gay boy. (laughs) That's that's where my mind went. (laughs) Who catches on the weekends. I don't know. Nice. Or maybe you're talking about a murderer who's catching them teens and slaughtering them. Or an investigator who catches criminals or maybe a TV show that is all about catching predators. Mm, nice. The sexual kind. Yes. Of course. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, stay tuned for that. We'll see you next yes. time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Bye. Later. Bye.